Hello and welcome to Football on the Rocks. Tonight you are listening to our DFS podcast. This is the one where we talk about the millionaire, trying to make one of you a millionaire. Uh, We'll also recap last week and who beat the experts um, to get themselves a shot at a nice bottle of whiskey. Um, So uh, before we dive into our upcoming contests and what we got this week, let's talk a little bit about last week, how things ended up. First and foremost, I would like to proudly say that yours truly, Joe Neha, was the first one to win the weekly Football on the Rocks. I didn't win it, but I beat the experts. Of the experts, I won between the three of us. Screw you guys. You said the I, same thing like four times. I mean, yeah, Joe, I this, is, this is the only way you're getting a point because all of your bets are <laughs> terrible. It's hey, so bad. But but if this is the only way I get points and I win all 16 of them or 17 or whatever we got left. You will still lose by 30. Mm, ooh, that's a bold. No, John, I don't think so. I think I'm better than that. We'll see, though. We'll see. So I, I'm. Let's give a couple quick shout outs. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna absolutely um, destroy some of these names. Um, but the four that beat me. Okay, so I took fifth uh, in this group. Uh, the four that that beat me, who was the top. And again, I'll repeat this: the top. Um. Expert. Point getter. <laughs> Top one. I got the most point points. We have a Mo Show um, with the top points for the week 156. Congratulations. Caleb does fantasy, and we know him personally. Good job, Caleb. 155 for him. 155.58. We'll have to have some of these guys on at some point. Yeah, I think we should. We got some, some guys with Pedro the Lion. I'm not sure who that is. That could be our sorry Jets fan. Uh, and then Thou madness. <laughs> I don't think I said that right. Um, but my guess would be madness. the madness. Yeah, but it's T H A madness. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's see if I can see who that person actually is. Uh, congratulations again to. Oh, that's JC. That's our sorry Jets fan. Oh. The sorry Jets fan beat me by literally point two. What was that? Point. Point two six, <laughs> so he somehow squeaked in, but he is in the drawing, uh, or in the in the contest now for the bottle of whiskey. So congratulations to you for good job. What do we got this week, John? Let's hear your teams. Let's hear your stacks. Let's hear your your players you like. Yeah, I think the the method that worked out well for me last week that I'm going to take again this week is look for my stacks to be in the later games, especially if there's later games that I like that I think are going to be high scoring. Um, and the the game I'm targeting is the Minnesota Seattle game because I think that will have lower utilization than the Tampa Bay uh, Rams game. I think they could have as much scoring and as much fantasy potential. Um, so I think depending on – I'm going to take a couple of running backs in the early games, and depending how they do, if they do well, then I'll probably go with a, a Wilson um, and then Lockett or DK stack with, um, with Freddie Swain for the double stack. Okay. And then like to it. come back, I'll either come back with 
Um, I'm thinking Thielen or KJ Osborne, depending on if I need to take a flyer, I'll probably go with the KJ Osborne route. Or if I'm if my team's looking good, I'll probably go the Thielen route. So that that's kind of the the stacks I'm looking at, the kind of the game I'm looking at for my stacks. Uh, who do you like in your running backs? You mentioned you're going with two early running backs. Who do you got there? Well, do we want to go our stacks and then can come back to the running backs? Or? Yeah, I guess we can do that. So, Bobby, you got a stack that you like? Um, so, I mentioned him in our weekly podcast as well. He is the guy I'm taking a shot with, and that's Danny Dimes. Um, I, I got Daniel Jones. and I am thinking, again, somebody that not a lot of people are going to be on um, this week in terms of those stacks and trying to uh, – be a little bit contrarian. Kenny Galladay, he hasn't done all too much yet this season. It looks like they're trying to get some rapport going. I know Galladay, we saw him on the sideline getting in his face a little bit, um, trying to show him, like, hey, he's got some passion, um, wants things to get moving. And so I see that kind of uh, bulking up a little bit. He has 14 targets so far this season. Um, I think that this is the game where they're going to start actually connecting. And so that's a stack that I'm looking at. And then it's easy enough to bring it back. I actually do that with the tight end position because I like Kyle Pitts here this week. Um, I think he has a, a really great matchup and someone who you can uh, get into that game a little bit more with. So that those are guys that I'm looking at at that quarterback wide receiver kind of position. Like it, very good, very good. So I, uh, John, I'm not that off, that far off from you. Uh, honestly, it's hard for me to. I've been looking at the different stacks and some stuff that I I, I might like. Um, my favorite stack is in the Minnesota Seattle game, just the opposite side. Um, so I think one player that I think could have really really good value and actually have some small utilization is actually Dalvin Cook. I think there will be some people afraid of the injury. I think there will be some people that think that he just may not have as as good of a game because of those things. And if he holds that questionable mark until, like, you know, let's say it still says questionable at, you know, the start of the morning games, I think Dalvin Cook could be a steal for people um, from a, just from a pure utilization standpoint. Um, mm-hmm. So my stack that I like this week is actually – a double stack with Dalvin and KJ Osborne throwing in uh, Kirk Cousins as a quarterback on that team as well. Um, coming back with Lockett, I think Lockett is he's one of those guys. I think he's like seventy four hundred this week on DK. Um, I think he's a he's a, a a very good pick at that price with the way that the Vikings have done against wide receivers this season. Um, so that's, you know, I know it's not anything necessarily new as far as like John already had that as a part of a potential stack. Um, but that is one that I like a lot. Uh, and I can't, I've been looking to try and find some other stack that I like. The only other one that I'll say just to be different from what we've already mentioned, the only other one that I do like a little bit is in Arizona with uh, Chase Edmonds and um, DeAndre Hopkins. So that stack I do like a little bit, the running back wide receiver stack there. 
Um, as I, you know, obviously I feel like, and I think everybody does that Arizona will, will handle that game pretty well. So just another yeah, one for, uh, Joe quick, I'll tell you why you're wrong. I mean, okay. in, especially in the millionaire, if Kirk and Kirk for playing him, cause he doesn't have the rushing upside. You're really hoping that he has a great passing game. Okay. If he see, has I a great exactly passing game, yep. then you're not having Dalvin Cook. And Dalvin Cook is still has um, with the um, the website I use for to go on my uh, ownership projection. He's still projected to have twenty percent ownership, okay. which is on the higher end for running back. So I, I don't think he gives you kind of the the unique lineup. And then I don't think I don't think that lineup construction like the there's not really a game scenario I see where that lineup works. Alrighty. <laughs> Shut out. John with the bullet to the chest right there. Jeez. Oh, you know, breaking news. John hates Joe's ideas. Uh, I don't think anybody's surprised by that. Not surprising at all. John, you mentioned you like a couple running backs early. Who do you got? Yeah, I, I think if I want to go a cheap running back that I like is CEH. I think he's he. The only hesitation is I think he can have a higher utilization this week because he's forty eight hundred, but he goes against a Chiefs team or a Chargers team that's had a trouble stopping the run this over the past few weeks. And um, another kind of cheap guy I like is Patterson going against the Giants just because mm-hmm. of how much the Giants defense has struggled. And Patterson's only at forty six hundred. Right, he's a guy that I actually did grab and throw in. I've been tinkering with my team here as we're talking, and as I move things around, Patterson was a guy that I did find and throw in there. So I have a lot of exposure to this Giants Atlanta game right now. <laughs> yeah, and um, I, I think he like he's someone who's going to be really low utilization, and I think the Giants prove that they don't have a good defense. And then I think for the – like if I'm looking to spend more, I think Derrick Henry is still really good at 8600 who's the most expensive running back. It's still kind of cheap for Derrick Henry. And maybe people are um, kind of off of him if they don't think he can do it twice in a row. And then the last guy is Barkley at – Barkley 6500 against a terrible Atlanta defense. This might be the last time he's that cheap, and this could be kind of – um, when he gets back to his normal form, right? But I think with with the with kind of the games I'm targeting for later for my um, for my stack, I want to have at least one cheap running back, um, especially if I'm going with a Henry or a Barkley. Yeah, good, Bob. Do you have any uh, any guys you want to highlight on the cheaper side? Um, I, I like Austin Eckler. He's not cheap, but I still like him. Um, he's seventy two hundred. I think he should hopefully be able to um, return that value there that you're looking for, and get some about twenty two points or so. That's what he did last week, and um, he had nine catches, sixty one yards, which helped him a lot to get to that point. That was against Dallas. Now he gets uh, Kansas City, who has allowed um. Uh, a fair amount of of uh, points to running backs. I think Eckler might have a pretty decent day um, and be able to return that value. You already talked about Patterson. 
um, who was another guy that I was looking at. Now, if we do get any kind of word about um, about Dalvin Cook, a nice easy pivot is then to grab Madison. He's only he is still six thousand, which is more than Gibson. Um, Gibson's going up against Buffalo. Not a lot of people are really going to be using him because of that, and he hasn't done great these first two weeks. But he's another guy that I could see grabbing, being a little bit of a, a zig when they zag kind of a thing, because um, he should start to produce. Yeah, good. Uh, so I got some guys kind of in that fifty-eight to fifty-five hundred range that I like this week um, on the running back side. Uh, and then I'll kind of transition us into wide receivers real quick. But on the running back side, I like Tyson Williams. You guys heard me mention him in our last podcast as well. Um, I think just going against Detroit, um, I mean, I, we're a totally different way that they run the offense. But you obviously saw – and everybody saw on Monday night what Aaron Jones did against Detroit. Um, and it was mostly done receiving. Um, but I think just the way that Baltimore runs the football – um, I think there's just lanes that open up. I think we looked – he's – Tyson Williams averaged like seven yards a carry. I mean, it's just unbelievable how many yards he gets every time he touches the ball. Um, he If he continues to be more and more involved now that it's, you know, three weeks into the season, he's, he's definitely the number one guy kind of thing. I, I just like him. Um, and as we transition into wide receivers, one guy I like, I think it's a really good price for him. Um, on the wide receiver side, Sterling Shepard. So we've already talked mm-hmm. a little bit about, uh, Bobby, you liking uh, the Giants just in general against Atlanta. Uh, but Sterling Shepard's had quietly one of the best seasons out of any wide receiver. Uh, I mean, if you two look games. at – Well, it's, I know it's two games. Bob. Two games, but the guy's got 16 receptions and almost and 19 targets. Like, 100, 207 yards. Yeah, it might be two games, but it's two pretty freaking good games. Uh, one against Denver, who's actually a pretty good defense, and the other against Washington, who is a solid defense. So, I'm just saying, I, I like Sterling Shepard. 5,900 is his price point. Um, he could be somebody just to, just, again... Yeah, I'm not saying like, oh my God, you got to have him on your team, but I am saying, I think you get value out of him at 5,900 bucks, mm-hmm. averaging 22 points on DraftKings per week. Um, you know, you need to get about 18 from him to get the value you want back, and I think that it's it's a not necessarily a no brainer, but you're get you're gonna get pretty dang close to 18 points from him uh, with the Giants playing against the Falcons. Do you guys have any wide receivers you like? Um, I really like A.J. Brown. Uh, Indianapolis, we've seen, give up a lot of points to good wide receivers. And last time I checked, A.J. Brown is a really good wide receiver. Um, In that, if you like Julio Jones, I'm not a big fan. Um, But Julio Jones is another guy that you can definitely throw in there. some big things will be coming out of that game for the Titans, I believe. Um, it, they should hopefully be able to roll that easy, especially with Indianapolis having a 
probably a backup quarterback playing for them this week. Um, so that's a defense they could also get on the very cheap. The Titans defense is only twenty four hundred, uh, especially if um, if Wentz doesn't play. That's going to be a big play, I think. Um, so that's one guy. Robert Woods is actually another one, especially because he's only fifty seven hundred. Um, I see that as another really cheap. It's going to be a high scoring game, more than likely, despite the low uh, amount of plays that these two teams have each week uh, in and out. But that's partially due to, as we talked about before, their proficiency in their offenses and being able to get those big chunk plays and score very quickly. Nice. John, any wide receivers you like? Yeah. uh, One guy I think could have a good game. He's a little bit more expensive, but if Deontay Johnson's, I think Juju could be a good target because I think he, um, then he could have his target share go way up. And um, I don't think he's going to be owned a lot because I think people will kind of tend to lean towards Claypool uh, with the bigger name. Then for um, some kind of cheaper guys, um, Elijah Moore's interesting at 3,800 against Denver, who I think they could just be down a lot, and he has that big play potential, where for 3,800 later game, um, if you're if your kind of early guys aren't playing well and you really need a Hail Mary for a, a cheaper player, he might be – he's kind of an interesting target. And then also Scotty Miller at 3,100 if Antonio Brown doesn't play. Um, he's another late – late game guy who um, especially if AB doesn't play has really high upside. Very good. Um, I think we'll dive into uh, tight ends real quick. And and then if you guys want to make any comments on, on anything else we can for the evening. But one thing that's interesting with tight ends this week is you have the top five tight ends for the most part. Uh, what people look at is maybe the top four five, six tight ends. You at least have about five of the top six tight ends, I would say. Kelsey Waller, Gronk, Hawkinson, and Andrews are all all playing. Pitts is even in their fant. These guys are all that they're all available. So this is one of those weeks for me. Um, Kelsey's eighty two hundred. He's probably worth the value, but I'm more interested in like Hawkinson at fifty two hundred, um, because I'm saving three grand. Right. Right. On that's that a, pick. that's significant there. Yeah, it's it's so significant, and the from a point standpoint, you know, Hawkinson has been consistent. He's it's I don't think that's going to change much. Um, Waller's seventy four. I think he's again he might have the best week out of all the tight ends, but it, it's just he's just a little bit expensive for me there. The other guy to consider between Hawkinson and Gronkowski. So Gronk's fifty five hundred. Um, he is in a later game, which is sometimes a nice thing to have. Um, uh, he might be a little bit touchdown dependent. I mean, four touchdowns in two games, obviously that, that kind of tells the tale. Um, but that gives you a little bit of idea. So I don't know if I'm uh, this week, I'm not like looking for like a cheapo, like a $3,000, you know, tight end. I think, I think with the, the talent and the scoring that we see from the guys that are there, um, I think I'm going to go with one of those top four. I might lean on on Andrews, especially if Hollywood Brown doesn't play. Um, 
but otherwise, I think I'm 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 going with one of those other top four. So Hawkinson, Gronk are probably the two that I prefer. Yeah, I think of the guys kind of around five thousand, I think I like Pitts the most. Yeah, I, I just I think there's a lot of upside, and I I think I think at fifty two hundred that Hawkinson will be the most owned tight end. Very good point. Yeah, and then I think at Baltimore still has a good defense. I mean, Kelsey kind of torched them, but I think I can also see Baltimore just giving Hawkinson the same treatment that they gave Tyreek and just having three guys on him at all times and just shut him out and then say, you know, who else do you have that's going to beat us? So I I think it could be maybe because Baltimore – at least has a defense with talent and smart coaching. Um, and that's why I think, you know, Kelsey, even at 8,200, that's where he's been. And he's produced, you know, he, I think he, like you, at 8,200, you're looking for him to get 30 or more points. I think he could very easily get 30 or more. So I think it, it's not a week where there's really any cheap, cheap guys that I like. Um, so I'm probably going either Kelsey or Pitts, maybe mixing in a Fant. Yeah, and well, and and just you know, just as a recap, Baltimore may have a good defense, but they gave up 29 points in Week One to Waller and 20, almost 27 points to Kelsey last week. So yeah, they may that, have a goal for the two best tight ends in the league, Joe. But oh, Joe, that's, who's number that's, three though? Is Hawkinson not number three right now? Joe, that was exactly to my point: is that they chose to let Kelsey kind of reign free because they were just going to stop Tyreek. And that sure. was their game plan. And so, who so else? what did they do against Vegas, though? Why wouldn't they stop Waller? Because they couldn't. Well, because he's a tight end. So, like, you're not going to put a corner and a safety on a tight end. You're going to put a, maybe a linebacker and a safety on a tight end. Yeah, you can, you can cover him with a safety over the top. And then right. have your have your linebacker over the middle shadow. Well, and listen, I mean, it's and and Hawkinson is probably the third best tight end in the league. So, okay, so we we have the two best that go against him, and now we have Hawkinson going against him. I mean, I I could, I mean, what do we need out of Hawkinson to have a good week? Fifteen points, in in as if you're looking at the the three times kind of thing, I think Hawkinson gets fifteen. I think he gets maybe twenty. Yeah, but Even if, without a touchdown, he could have those. Points. Yeah, but if he gets twenty points and thirty percent of the league has him, and then if Kelsey There's, has, yeah. you know, thirty-two points and five percent have him, right, then right, you're have Kelsey. Yeah, so that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't disagree there. You, like, um, you, if if you draft Hawkinson, you need him to be you. You kind of need him to be the number one tight end for the week. Yeah, especially if 30% is having them, you definitely want them to be pretty high up there as far as points scored. Um, but very good. All right. Uh, I know I just kind of did a little bit on tight ends there. Anything on anything else? I know we didn't really talk much about quarterbacks, but do you guys have any anything else that you want to mention for the DFS coming into this week before we talk about the, the millionaire from last week? No. No. I think Titans are a good defense if you want to start one. I think Bobby you might have said that. Yeah, yeah, Bobby did say that was a good point. Or um, Bang- right. Bengals too. Bengals twenty one hundred against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, 
I mean, especially if they don't have Deontay, I could see turnovers in a low-scoring game. And they've been getting sacked. So at 2,100, that's an interesting defense too. I had Arizona as one I liked. I think they're 3,000 playing against Jacksonville. And, uh, I mean, you're, you're again, rookie quarterback. Arizona had six sacks the week before. Obviously, Minnesota did pretty good in shutting down the sacks, but, you know, who knows. Uh, but getting into the millionaire team, uh, yet again, a stack. Actually, this is a double stack had had performed well here. So they had uh, Brady Fournette, huh? the guy I keep talking about, uh, and Gronkowski. Um, so that was their double stack for the week. Um, just a, a point to make, you know, defenses are nice, but they spent under 3000 on defense, which got them one point. So, you know, that, that allowed but, them to have some other things as well. Now, but did this, they win a million dollars? Yes, they did. That's one. Okay. That's my point. So it doesn't like they, matter. The defense, doesn't, defense, got the defense doesn't matter. That's my whole point of what I was trying to say with that. Um, but they did get a couple things really, really good, right? So they had Derrick Henry. Obviously, there's no way that they, they don't with, with the week Henry had last week. Um, but then they also had Lockett, who had a great week, Cooper Cup, who had a great week, and then Rondell Moore was one of their cheaper wide receivers that they spent some money on. Um, and a flex here for them was Marvin Jones, who had a decent week but wasn't anything crazy. So uh, winning points was 233, so we're kind of in that same range we talked about from the beginning. About about two twenty five on the low end, two fifty on the high end is kind of the point total that you're going for if you want to get, you know, a shot at that millionaire um, uh, stuff. But that gives you an idea what the team was, um, and, and it it reigns true through what we're saying here. So if you can get that, if you can get the game right, um, and you get a good stack here like they did, the double stack. Now Fournette didn't have a great game, uh, but because they were spending a little bit less money on Fournette, because they spend a little bit less money. On even like Gronk was forty seven hundred, it allowed them to spend more money in different positions. Uh, were they able to make some up some pretty good points? Um, so yeah. kind of an idea. And I think one thing to take away last week that is applicable this week too, like Henry was wasn't on that many teams. Um, he was still a higher price, but he wasn't in kind of one of the sexy matchups of the week. Right kind of like he is this week so even though he's the most expensive running back um he probably won't be one of the top 10 kind of owned running backs so he can still give you kind of good uh, differentiation to other teams in tournaments plus he has the upside to get you 40 plus points yeah Absolutely. And John, you know, your, your comment you made last week where most millionaire teams have about a hundred percent or so in ownership. Um, they had just under a hundred, I think it was about 96%. Uh, if you add up all their ownership. So, uh, and to your point, Derek Henry was 7% owned, um, on that team for that week. Um, his highest ownership was actually with Cooper cup was a 20%. Um, so yeah, yeah so, cup cup will be high again. I think that just shows you you don't have to shy away from the high percentage guys. But yeah, if you go with a multiple high percentage guys, you have to kind of throw in some darts. Yes, like absolutely. the like the it, Leonard for well, that stack, right. right? And that's that's if you want to be the millionaire, right? I mean, if you if you if you're going to just try to 
win some money for the week, then yeah, maybe not. But yeah, it's di- different for like if you're in a tournament with ten or a hundred people, but when you're in a tournament with you know hundred thousand or more, correct. That's kind of the strategy of the the, the darts and the dart he threw here was Rondell Moore, with twenty-seven points for him at two percent ownership. You know, the stack with Fournette was was a little bit of a dart throw. Um, and, and that's the thing that was so unique about this team to me is that this wasn't, you know, it wasn't all that crazy or all that that, that different. The, the second place team, you know, they had a little bit more dart throws. Devin Singletary was on his team. Um, he had the Vikings defense, which actually scored him a decent amount of points. Um, and Baker Mayfield, he was a total dart throw, right? You know, so like it, it is interesting when you start to look at how those teams are, are formed. Um, but it just goes to show, dude, anybody can win any week. And the team that you make, like if I, if I looked at his team coming into the week before the week started, I wouldn't have said that he'd be in the top. Just, just from an analysis standpoint, from what we've seen, I wouldn't have said, oh, yeah, that will be the winner. You know what I mean? Um, and, and that's part of the deal, too. So you, you got to take some risk. You got to kind of, you know, do your, you know, get the players you really like for the different reasons you might like them. Uh, throw some darts, and hey, if you hit it, you're going to be up there. Have fun with it. That's the end of the day. Have fun oh, with that. it. Good go. luck trying to beat us again. Yeah. So, Bobby, you, you got any any information on that? I mean, I know you'll throw out some stuff, but anything else before we go for tonight? Because I don't think we have a whole lot more. No, I'm I'm all tapped out. You got all the information from me. All right. Uh, and as far as our league goes, Bobby, he'll get that set up again to see some invites coming out. Um, and uh, hopefully a few of you guys can join us. That's all I got. John, anything else from you? Nope. All right. Well, bye. Welcome to Football on the Rocks, where we pour ourselves a glass and help you dominate the fantasy football competition. During the season, we will recap the action for the week, identify targets to stock up on and targets to pour out, discuss our weekly positional rankings, and give you our DraftKings DFS picks of the week. So grab your glass, maybe put some rocks in it, and join three fantasy football experts and whiskey enthusiasts every week as we help you salvage your draft, win your league, and fight for the millionaire.